שבוע טוב, שלום עליכם, חג שמח. It's a beautiful holiday that's coming, חג השבועות. And to all of you, listeners of this beautiful station, this is Rabbi Elbaz. I'm from SLC. And of course, since Shavuot is coming, so it would be very appropriate to speak about the Torah. You know, we read the Parashat Kelalot twice a year. Once before Rosh Hashanah in Parashat Kitavo, and once before Shavuot in Parashat Bechokotai. And why do we do that? The Shla Kadosh says the following. Is on Rosh Hashanah, we have what we call Tichle Shana Vekile Lotea. We read all the Kelalot, we want to get rid of all the Kelalot, we want to finish with the year of the Kelalot and start a new year, which is the new year of Rosh Hashanah. Well, that's fine. But what about Shavuot? What kind of a new year that is? So he says, a big chidush. He says, you know, Shavuot has a different name called Atzeret. Ba'atzeret nidonim al perot ha'ilan. That we get judged, we're judged on the fruits of the tree. On Rosh Hashanah, we are being judged on ourselves. You know, if we're going to live or not. And, and also, there's going to be a... Parnasan, how much of a Parnasan is it? That's the Gashmiut part of the person. But now on Shavuot, we're being judged, it says, on the Ruchniut part. Because Perota Ilan, and we know that Kiha Adam Etz Hasadeh. The Torah tells us a person is like, is like a tree. So what are we judged upon? He said we're just upon the Torah itself. How much a person is going to be studying the Torah? How many shiurim is going to be attending? How much more is he going to be increasing his wealth in, 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 in Torah? That is the judgment. Okay, so now we have two judgments. On Rosh Hashanah, we judge what we said, Yom Adin. What do we do in order... To be judged favorably, we start from before, even 30 days before. All we do, we say the selichot, we pray more, we, we give more tzedakot, uh, we try to cram as many mitzvot as possible. So that when we come on the day of judgment, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will judge us favorably. On Shavuot, what is the hachana? What do we do to prepare for this, for Shavuot, for the Matan Torah, for the Kabbalat Torah, the Hachana for Kabbalat Torah is improvement on the Midot of the person. That's the Hachana. Why are we reading the Pirkei Avot during these six weeks now? We read Pirkei Avot. Pirkei Avot does not talk about Halachot, the Lema'aseh of every day. It talks about how to improve the behavior of a person. We want to improve it in order to be ready for Kabbalat Torah. Hachanat Torah is 
improvement of the midot. To be kind instead of to be uh, uh, hating people, to love people, to do, give charity to others, be merciful and not ruthless, uh, to be patient and not always ready for anger. There are many, many, many virtues or character traits, that's called midot, that a person can improve on. And that is the hachana for the Torah. This is what we call derecheres. Derecheres kadma la Torah. There are some fashim that say that Shabbat before Shavuot is called Shabbat derecheres because it's before the Torah. Now, it's interesting uh, to note that at very there's a famous Rashi, which is the very first Rashi of the Torah, and Rashi says, "Be'emet Amar Avitzchak." Avitzchak said, "The Torah should have started from Achodesh Lachem Rosh Chodashim." In other words, the Torah. Being that the Torah is really a set of instructions, a set of mitzvot and commandments, then it should have started from the first commandment. Instead, it's telling us about creation. Why is it telling us about creation altogether? So he answers, because Kowach Maasav Higid Amo Latet Lahem Nachalat Guim. In other words, if the nations of the world say, wait a minute. How come you went ahead and captured a land that's not yours? So you say, well, the, the entire earth it belongs to Magadosh Baruch Hu. He created it and he gave it a piece of land to whoever he wanted to. And he gave it, this land he gave it to us. Right, so that's the answer for the creation. But Adam Fashim asked a separate question, which is appropriate what we're talking about. What about the Sipur Avraham Avinu? The whole story of Avraham Avinu, the story of Yitzchak Avinu, the story of Yaakov, Yosef HaTzadik, Moshe Rabbeinu. What's all this? Why? What is the, how is this relevant? The main thing that Bnei Israel, when they left Egypt, Hashem told them that in, in 50 days, the 50th day, Ta'avdun, you're going to be going, be mekabel the Torah. That's the main reason for Yetziat Mitzrayim. Without the Torah, there's no reason for that. So they had, so what did they need 49 days? Straight out of Egypt, they could have gone to Hasinai. But they needed some time, Hachana, to purify themselves. You need certain purification that they needed. In here, in this case, we need all these, these, these stories of Avraham Avinu, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, because from them we learn the proper midot a person should have. And that's his hachana for Parashat Titro, which tells us about Kabbalat HaTorah. Avraham Avinu Isha Hesed. Avraham Avinu Anna Vanochi Afar Vaefer. And Yitzchak Avinu Avodah sacrificed himself for love of Akadush Baruchu. Yaakov Avinu, all the sorrow that he had, and he still always 
never complained about anything. It was true. Emet. Titen Emet Yaakov. Yosef HaTzadik. Every ma'aseh, every single event that is talked about about Avotenu HaKdushim, there's always a moral lesson to learn from. That is the hachana for the Torah of Parashat Yitro, the Ten Commandments. Now, to illustrate this, let me say the following. It says, Ya'aruf kamatadikhi. This is in Parashat Ha'azinu. In Parashat Ha'azinu, the Torah is saying that the uh, the likhi ya'aruf kamata likhi lekach is the Torah, as we say ki lekach tov natati lachem. And it's comparing the Torah to the rain. What's the comparison to the rain? Well, there are, there are many pshatim, uh, 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 there are many meanings about this. The comparisons, one say, look, rain is life for the earth. Rain is that makes the produce grow. And that's what we eat and that's what animals eat. Rain is life and Torah is life. Rain is a gashmiut life. But Torah is the spiritual life. Kiem chayenu ve'orech yamenu. Also, when rain falls, you don't get a growth of the produce overnight. If you, if you plant an apple tree today, you're not going to get apples tomorrow. It's going to take time. Same thing for, for the Torah. Some people think, oh, I'm going to go to show today, tomorrow, next week, and that's the end of that. So I know everything. It doesn't work that way. You want real results, like the rain. It's going to take time. But after a while, all of a sudden, you'll wake up, oh, now I, I, I've really, I've had something. Of course, no, there's no end. But at least you're not going to get any results whatsoever immediately. You have to wait. But there's another thing. With the rain, when it falls, if you plant thorns, you're going to have thorns. If you plant tomatoes, you'll get tomatoes. But you're not going to plant thorns, they expect to get tomatoes or peppers or anything else. Rain does not change the nature of what you're planting. It just gives you more of it. So the, this is a, another comparison between the rain and the Torah. The Torah will increase also your knowledge, your chokhmah, but not necessarily change your nature. In order to change your nature, you have to work on it in a different way. You have to work on it like Rabbi Shalom. He was the father of the Musar movement. He instituted in his yeshiva, and now it became almost a rule in every Litvish yeshiva, and a half hour or one hour a day to learn Mesilat Yisharim or Chovat Al-Vavot in order to improve the person himself. Improving the midot of the person. This is very important as hachana to Kabbalat Torah. There is a, a, an example in the Gemara 
אין מסכת חגיגה. דף ט"ו. It says, listen carefully. אשכחה שמואל לרב יהודה. שמואל found רבי יהודה, that he was crying. רבי יהודה was crying. המלא סתם. שיננה, sharp one. רבי יהודה was a sharp person. מייקה בכית, why are you crying? So he says to him like this. Is it so small to you what it says about certain hachamim of old? Aye sofer, aye shokel. In the olden days, those big tamidei hachamim, they used to count the letters and the words of the Torah. Each one, each letter had a special significance. Aye shokel, they used to really measure and weigh the kalva homer, all the... ways of making their ashot. Ayeh soferet amigdalim. And here, the word soferet amigdalim has different meanings, but it really has to do with inyan of tum'ah and tahara. And they say that do'eg ha'adumi, you would be asked 300 questions on this inyan subject alone. And he would answer 300. He would give him 300 answers on them. What this means is we can't imagine, we can't fathom the vast knowledge and scholarship of Doega Adumi. Who was Doega Adumi? He was a Rasha. He is the one that went ahead and killed all the Kohanim in the city of Nov, including the women and the children. The Gemara and Masachet Sanhedrin tell us, כל ישראל יש להם חלק לעולם הבא, every Jew has a חלק in עולם הבא, but there are exceptions. And the Gemara brings four exceptions for regular people, and one of them is דואג האדומי. דואג האדומי, he has no חלק לעולם הבא. This, he's a man who had such great scholarship. who's a giant in Torah, and yet, he, he, he cannot, he's not Zohet or Alamaba. So this is why Rabbi Yehuda was crying. He says, look at these people, and <laughs> us, we can measure to them. So what did he answer? Shmuel answered him. He said the following. Shinena, sharp one. Tina ha'ita belibo. He had evil in his heart. He had evil in his heart. And a person who has evil in his heart, no matter how much learning he gets, it's not going to help him. He has to try to remove that evil. He has to try to improve on it by going and learning. Those that have to do with improvement of the person. But it's one thing we know, as in everything else, as soon as a person starts, if you have a little bit of effort, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would help. A little effort. Make ishtadlut. Try to learn. Make, show yourself that you really want to improve yourself. Then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will help. 
And here we have an example from Yaakov Avinu. It says, Vayetse Yaakov mi be'er shava vayelech harana. Yaakov Avinu left Be'er Shava and he went to Haran. In Haran, he expected to have a shiduch over there. Now, the second pshat of Rashi, Vayelech Harana, means that he actually reached Haran. He left Be'er Sheva and he was already in Haran. So, when he came there, Kimatale Haran says Rashi. Amar, he said to himself, "Efshar she'abarti al makom she'itpalelu abutai v'lo itpalalti bo." Is it possible? I passed through the Haramuria, where abutai, my ancestors, meaning his father and grandfather, they prayed over there, and me, I just passed it through and came to Haran without praying there. Immediately he came back. He made up his mind to come back. And as he made up his mind to come back, he had like a contraction of the earth. The, the way became sure. Then when he came back, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, oh, wait a minute. This Sadiq Yaakov came to my inn, inn like, like a hotel inn, I should let him go without sleeping there. Haramuria, that's the, the place, the end of Agadosh Baruch Hu. So what did he do? He made the sun set quickly so that he could stay there and sleep there. But then the question is, how come the first time when he went to Haran and passed by Haramuria, why didn't Hashem say, oh, why didn't Hashem keep him there? Why only on the way back? Because on the way back, Yaakov Avinu made an effort. He made an effort in his mind. Oh, I'm going to go back there special in order to pray. Now that you make the Ishtadlut, the, 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 the way became shorter, Hashem wanted him to stay there, and so on and so forth. We need, in order, there is such a thing as you have to start, you have to make the Ishtadlut, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu will help you. And this is also true even for physical things. As we know from uh, uh, the story in the Tanakh of Eshet Obadiah, Eshet Obadiah went over to Elisha and Navi. Uh, and and uh, and she said to him, look, uh, I owe money. And then the creditors are going to come. They're going to take my kids as slaves. And I don't have what to pay them. So he asked her, do you have anything in the house? He says, listen, all I have is a sukh shaman, like a flask of oil. That's all I got. Not much. One flask of oil. A sukh shaman. So he told her, you know what? Go borrow from all your neighbors as many pots and pans as you can. Bring as many as you can. Bring him in. Close the door. And take this flask, this oil that you have, and start pouring. And as she was pouring from one pot to the other, 
the oil kept on pouring and pouring and pouring until she filled up all the pots that she had. Then when there was no pot left over, that's it. There was no more oil. Now the question is, why did Elisha and Navi say to this woman, what do you have in the house? And she said, I have, I have some oil. Why couldn't he just bring the oil? Make a miracle. You can make, if you, you can make a, 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 the oil go from one little flask to so many pots. Why can't you just make this? Okay, have plenty of oil, period. The answer is you have to have something here first. Not going to be any creation. Once she had something here, then the beracha can come on it. And that's what Elisha and Navi did. He told you have something. Okay, now you have something that there'll be a beracha on it. Rabbi, this idea of improving ourselves is extremely important because it also helps in fulfilling some of the mitzvot. You want to do tzedakah, you have to be kind. The person who's not kind is not going to give tzedakah. And once you do these mitzvot, which are dependent upon our midot, in the long run, it helps. Let me tell you a little story. In the early 1920s, there was a very, very wealthy American man, a Jew, in New York. And he, uh, he gave some tzedakot, of course. And there was a yeshiva from Europe that came. Rosh Yeshiva came to him. And he, they needed about $25,000 in those days. Now, 25000 in those days, you know, it could be, I don't know, half a million, a million. It's, you know, when you look into the inflation and so on, it's a big number. He expected him to give him a nice donation. He writes a check, $25,000, and gives it to him straight. The man was beyond himself. Fine. He went back home, and they were able to pay the, uh, all the employees, the, 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 the rabbis, and, and the rents, and everything that they owed. Comes 1929. This wealthy man, as we all know, there was a depression right here in America. People who owed so much money jumped from buildings, uh, you know, because they, they couldn't take it. This wealthy man lost everything. Everything. He was living in a basement in one of the buildings that he used to own. After about a year, that same person that came to him some 10 years before to ask him for the $25,000, they came here and they were looking around for him all over the place. Where is this? Where is he? Where is he? They told him, well, Yarad He used to be wealthy, not anymore. If you want to find him, go to this and this and this basement and this building, you'll find him there. They went there. They found him there. But they told him, listen, we know your situation. We know you can't possibly help us now. But there's one thing we would ask from you. 
we're going to have a parallel meeting. You know, a parallel meeting, what they do usually for Yeshivot, they, they bring some people who can afford uh, to donate and they have a meeting and uh, they try to make an appeal right there and then or try to have people uh, uh, go ahead and uh, be responsible for uh, uh, making appeals somewhere else in order to help the, that particular institution. So we would like you to come and speak. That he agreed. And he came. And the basic thing that he said is the following. He said, 10 years ago, I had this building, I owned that building, I owned this one, that one, that one. I was a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. This building that I, where I live right now used, used to be mine. Now I have absolutely nothing except the $25,000 check that I gave them 10 years ago that will always be with me. Always. From here until 120. And we'll go with him to Alamaba. Yes. We must improve our midot, our character traits, <clears throat> in order to be able to fulfill certain mitzvot properly. And at the same time, it will stay with us. That is, the fulfillment of the mitzvot. That's going to stay with us until 120 and beyond. No, nothing material or physical will ever be taken with a person after 120. Only what we are zochet to do here properly. Iras on that we really will have this hachana properly towards Kabbalat Torah, and that we should improve on our ourselves. And Be'ezat Hashem, with this we'll have more love, more unity, and that will bring us our Mashiach Tzidkenu. Amen. Please remember the uh, this station here. Uh, remember that it does a lot of good to the people. There are thousands and thousands of people here that are listening to this Divrei Musa, Divrei Halakha, and we need this, this station to stay. At the same time, just want to mention that if you do have any uh, happy occasion, please look up SLC. We have a beautiful hall for you and a beautiful synagogue. And Be'ezat Hashem will be very happy to accommodate you. Hak Sameah, Tiskul Shanim Rabot.